Hi there, I'm Gemma Hunt, and thank you for listening to this podcast from the Church of England. This podcast has been created to inspire and encourage you to take a little time to reflect on generosity. Generosity is at the heart of our faith, and the generosity we show is testament to our lived-out faith and our generous God. Perhaps you found this series at harvest time, when many of us come together to share generosity in our churches, Christian communities and beyond. But wherever and whenever this finds you, the message is the same. You can live generously right now. In this series, I'm sharing inspiring stories from across our faith and a few ideas on how you can take the spirit of them forward in your own communities. So grab yourself a tea or take this podcast out for a walk and give yourself a few minutes reflection to hear these stories from churches across the country. This time we look at generosity across one diverse and culturally varied district. In today's story, we hear from Rob Dillingham from the Diocese of Chichester. He's also the Deputy Director of Apostolic Life. Rob explains how incredible acts of generosity have been born out of the COVID-19 pandemic as churches come together to offer different kinds of support in different situations. At a time when nobody was certain what the future held, individuals and families experiencing hardship were offered the comfort of food, shelter, counselling and a listening ear. Rob tells us stories from his area. Well, the first one is of a church, St Mary's Kemptown in Brighton, who have focused on blessing the NHS staff. Now, they are such a key resource for us. And what they've done is they have uh, produced a lovely practical way of actually creating gifts and pamper boxes of hand cream and lip balm and food and toiletries for the staff of the local hospital, as well as creating thank you cards. They made the staff feel really valued and they took them to the ward and they have given them out and they have been working with departments like the porters and the cleaners and the mortuary and the bereavement team and the switchboard and in fact everywhere and they've all been touched by the gifts and the cards. During troubling times, many of us found some comfort in giving thanks to the people working on the front line of the virus to keep essential services running, support our health and manage the increased pressure on hospitals. In addition, giving love and generosity towards young people can help them recognise how much value they have to their societies. But when schools closed or had to shift education remotely, the poorest parts of society lost the vital support of school meals and a steady education environment. The church stepped in. A local church was linked with a particular school, which is one of our poorest schools in the diocese. I have another one in Eastbourne where they had no relationship at all with the school. They had a thousand pounds in which they were going to decide what to do with it. So they bought a thousand pounds worth of computers and gave them out to the school in order that the school could give them to children for whom actually accessing computers at home was difficult. This really touched the school, so much so that the headmistress of the school has invited the church in now to work with the school on a regular basis. 
The generosity we've seen across the diocese, both with time, with gifts of cash, with gifts of food, has just meant that the relationship between the local community and the local school is cemented and enriched. I think it's a real lesson for us because interestingly, when I reflect back on nearly all of these activities, they weren't driven by clergy or by the leadership of the church. They were driven by individuals within the church who had a passion for and worked towards this with a vision to reach out into their community, offering Christ's love in a practical way to the people around them, to give hope in a time when there is no hope. Rob says the crisis moved the church congregation to become imaginative and ask how they might better serve their communities. He also says that the generous support offered to all has improved links and changed people's views of the church and what it might mean to them. Within my diocese, our mission statement is that we want everybody to come to know, to love and to follow Jesus. And these signs of generosity are some of the key ways they can come to know, to love and to follow Jesus, or at least open the door that they can walk through. This lockdown has been a wonderful opportunity for us as a church to demonstrate what our generosity looks like to people who don't really have much connection with church. Many individuals struggled with mental health during COVID-19, but the church found ways to offer community, friendship and God's love, even from afar. In some cases, this was life-changing. Rob shared one example of how a Mid-Sussex church had provided support to young people in the crisis. Actually, it has been a time for us to reach out to our community and show Christ both in word and deed. Within one village particularly in Mid-Sussex, children and youth work employees have gone out and worked online with young people. One of them tells a story of the time that has been invested actually saved a young teenager's life. They were very down uh, for many different reasons, but because of the generosity of time of somebody within the youth work team, they have stepped back from a very dark place and have started coming to online church. And young people were some of the leaders in showing generosity too. During the second national lockdown, with many university students having made the decision to return to Brighton and most of them living in shared housing or university accommodation. As the COVID cases were increasing and they were increasingly locked down, it was identified that many students were feeling lonely and isolated and struggling with their mental health. One of the churches, one of our big churches in Brighton, St Peter's, decided to offer a free food package, care package to any student in Brighton who needed one. They would sign up for receiving a food package with enough food to last them for every meal for two days. Or a care package, which included snacks and games and treats, and generally would just cheer them up. The students within the church got together and packaged up and delivered 500 packs over the, across the city. One student who received a care package said, I've had no contact with the church before now, but I'm so grateful for their support and their love that they have shown to me. Of course, the hope is that because they've experienced the love of Christ, they will look for where is that love coming from and who is the person whom people are doing it in the name of. Providing food to people can mean so much more than not going hungry. The combined generosity of organisations and volunteers meant 
that those in really tough circumstances could experience God's abundance. One of our churches in Brighton has partnered with the Real Junk Food Project. This is where food is collected from supermarkets as a surplus or is about to go out of date. And so it's free. It's then cooked and prepared into meals and then by volunteers and then delivered. That has been a piece of work that a church has got involved with. And they're currently serving between 70 and 90 meals twice a week for wide group of, of individuals. There's a story where a woman who came for the first time to collect the food burst into tears when she realised she could take as much as she wanted. There's another story of where somebody, a young man, turned up to take six meals, collect them from the, 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 the church, to take back to the hostel where he was housed with other residents so that actually he and his five other friends could have a hot meal. That last story is the perfect example of how one act of generosity can lead to many more. And whatever our circumstances, we all have the capacity to ask ourselves how we can give back. During COVID, many of us, Christians or not, tapped into God's love, seeking to serve others, contribute to society, and honour the work that was being done to keep us safe and save lives. In addition, just supporting those who worked and put their own lives at risk to continue essential services felt like one small way we could all show our thanks and live generously. Perhaps now the people whose work and love went unseen or unnoticed before will be cherished and blessed more freely by society going forwards. The deep adversity of the pandemic brought out the deepest generosity in our nation. Perhaps some people even found more capacity in themselves than they realised they were able to give. It goes to show the capacity each and every one of us has to show generosity any day, whatever the odds. Let's hope this is one thing we can hold on to and cultivate in one another in the years to come. During 2020, we came together as communities, neighbours, families and nations to protect the lives of others and support the vulnerable. We chose to act en masse with Christian values for the good of all. Whether it was via the practical actions or the emotional support we offered one another, maybe there are things we can do to keep that generous spirit going long term. Even when separate from one another in lockdown, didn't we as a nation all stand at our windows and applaud each Thursday night? So my question for you is how in different times you can act from where you are to celebrate, encourage and inspire your community. Perhaps you fostered new relationships with neighbours as a result of the lockdowns. Maybe there is someone vulnerable in your neighbourhood. You could help out with shopping, gardening, household chores or simply companionship. Maybe you have a creative skill that you could lend to build or sew, craft or teach. Rob mentioned how churches built new relationships with local schools to support education needs, 
from funding computers for home learning and organising free meals. What education institutions and organisations could you lend a hand to in your area? Perhaps a youth club needs volunteers, or could you share an assembly at a local school? We heard how offering a listening ear can also be vital in helping someone through a tough time. Inviting someone who is isolated or struggling to share in the friendship, support and community of church might make an immeasurable difference. Plus, it's an act of generosity that doesn't cost a thing. There are more ideas from Rob's story than you can shake a stick at, so I hope it's inspired you to think how you can live generously right now and dig deep into your own bottomless capacity to give. You can find more inspiration, ideas and materials to live generously on our website www.churchofengland.org slash generosityweek There you'll find more podcasts about the wonderful generosity in our church communities as well as daily reflections and activities to help you live out God's generosity in your own life. I'm Gemma Hunt. Thank you very much for listening. God bless.